100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, Jordan. Hola, amigos. It is Friday, February 18th. Gus Kattengill, Jordan Kleber in studio. Why are you shaking your head That wasn't already? a Friday opening. It wasn't? No. About now. Is this better? It just seemed like you were down a little bit. You watched the Pelicans game last night? <laughs> the past is in the past. Is that what it is? The past is in the past? Yeah, tonight there are parades going around town. There is. There's P-Raids. Buddy, I meant to tell you, sir. Feel free. In and out of breaks. I need some Mardi Gras music. We're playing it this morning, driving Carver to school. What is your favorite Mardi Gras song? Mambo number five. Mambo number Mambo, five? Yeah, Mambo, yeah. Mardi Gras Mambo? Yeah. You like that one? Let's play some. Let's have some fun with that. I'd love to know. Like, is there one, you know, is there... You know, where you whistle and all that. I'm in. Are you going to P-Raid tonight? I think I'm going to the E-Parade over on the North Shore. The North Shore? Yep. I'll, uh, I'll be one of tomorrow. Mad Hatter's is over here in Metri and stuff. Got to decide if I'm venturing across the canal. This week, this weekend's mainly the North Shore Parade for yep. me. Uh-huh. Next week is, obviously, everything over on this side of the lake. You're doing it, huh? I'm doing it, man. It, it's, it's legitimately something I have to think about. Honestly. You know? Just don't know. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of things going on downtown. That's, for, I'm being uh, dead serious. Like, I mean, my, my wife and I have legitimately no. talked. I got friends that ride in all of them. I used to ride in Demian. Got buddies that ride in Bacchus. Got a really good buddy riding in Toth. And I'm legitimately debating. I mean, you know? Do you want to catch a few bees and get your, your, your windshield busted in, or do you? That, that's actually, that means you still have your car. That's at least the good thing yeah. about it. No, I'm being serious. Like, it really does stink. It really does stink. But anyway, we're going to focus on the positive side of things Correct. today. Um, welcome to the show. I'm Gus Kattengill. Jordan Kleber, buddy over in the LaRose studios will take your phone calls when you dial in 800-998-1003. We can have a little fun perhaps today with a question of the day with one of them, Jordan. Um, it will pertain to your New Orleans Pelicans. It, it see, you know what? It's either a brilliant strategy by Willie Green or maybe Willie needs a little help from us. Cause it does seem regardless of the score, regardless of what's going on in the game, do you kind of get the sense and feel Jordan right now? We're, we're kind of living a little deja vu. Remember how Eric Bledsoe was a real fan favorite? Right? Iron Man Award. Yeah. Do, do you kind of get the sense and feel it's been replaced now by Garrett Temple? Bless his heart. Former LSU Tiger. That bad? Are we already going there? Dude. Willie Green was asked yesterday about why he just, you know, continues to stay on the court by Will Guillory. Here's the uh, the answer. Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly the answer to that one. And, um, you know, that's something else that we'll continue to look at and talk about is who are the top three, four guys in the second unit. And uh, we haven't figured it out yet, but we will. 
Uh, Garrett Temple, 18 minutes, two points, one for three. Did get two rebounds, got a steal. But it's primarily, and you heard me on Wednesday when I brought in associate head coach Alan Fry of the Tulane women's basketball team were over in, in Tulsa, and I just went through the numbers that Schmidt Dua put in. Then I'm like, look, you're an analytics guy. Like You you can look at those numbers and tell me. I mean, is it, is it something I'm trying to find with numbers, or is there something real or not? But essentially, I guess I could summarize it like this, and Schmidt is going to join us at 1.30. Um, does legitimately him being on the court hurt the Pelicans' chances to win? Like, Are we that, really that, putting that out as a question no, of the no, day? No, 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 that's not a question of the day. I, I, I'm going to get to the question of the day. But what I'm saying is, like, that, that that's a pretty big question. Like, legitimately, the man stepping over the line from the bench and... Eh, to the floor, now entering the game. Like, that right there hinders a team's chances to win. Like, is that legit? Is that real? Or, or is it like one of those things where, you know, us as fans, us at media, see a player not doing well, struggling, and, and feel that that's the case? Like, last night, the Pels lost to the Mavericks. Right? Like, Luka Doncic had 49 points. And I'm looking at Twitter as like, well, Garrett Temple, stop it. He wasn't the only one trying to cover Luka Doncic. Doncic is shooting threes everywhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm asking, did you legitimately feel as a Pels fan last night, watching that game, that Garrett Temple was the reason they lost. 95% of the league can't guard Luka Doncic. <laughs> I'm just saying in general, which by the way, I am going to, I, I got another statement. Can I make another statement real quick and I can go back to my point? Sure, sure. And then eventually get to the question of the day. The sports hanger with Gus Kangos. I'll like, appreciate yeah, that. Thank you. Um, I don't ever want to hear again Zion's better than Luka Doncic. Like, I, I, and again, I'm not, that's not to be negative on Zion. I'm just, until Zion is shooting threes like that, drive, do you realize how big Luka is? That dude is not small, and he's just right past you to the lane. Hey, how about a 35-footer step back three? Like, I don't want to hear that. I just, and that's fine. It's We've always talked about this, like with Breeze. Like, we can get so caught up. Remember when Drew, Drew played here? Saints fans would get, you, you. And I'm like, dude, Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Come on, man. Are you serious? That guy can make throws and do things that Drew can't. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay wow. to be top five. It's okay to be among the best. He's getting a jacket. He's going into Canton. You don't have to get angry. But look, come on. I Seriously. ran through the stats a few years you ago. You can stat me all you want. Look at your eyeballs, man. That guy is a better quarterback. He can make better throws. He can do different things. It's okay. It's okay. Drew's still good. Drew maximized everything he could. But that guy has the accuracy of Breeze. Better arm. More mobility. Call in 800-998-1003 to tell Gus Kanga why he's wrong. I know he wanted to make one more statement, but that statement was idiotically stupid. Actually, that wasn't even the statement. What I'm trying to get at is, is it's okay. Zion can still be good or great in his own realm. I'm just saying that you can't, you can't make that statement. You can't say that that guy's better than that guy. It's, it's not. But anyway, back to the question of the day. Because there is an overwhelming majority of fans that absolutely would love to see Willie Green come to his senses. Again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing about 500 tweets last night. <laughs> and, and, and tell Garrett, right, Right here. 
right here. Nice, nice coach. Actually, I saw some actually suggest that he retire and just be an assistant coach because they love him for his leadership. He, you know, he's close with Willie Green. Just go ahead and be a special assistant. Just not put on a uniform. So I'm going to ask submit legitimately. Do the numbers tell me that when this man steps on the court, it literally hurts the team's chances to win? Like, that's a heck of a statement. Like, if you existing... And Come stepping on. We're on not the court. going to that. No, but I, but but it's him existing. Well, I, like I say, team player. I don't mean like being alive. You're right. I will clarify that. Him like, existing yeah, as I, a person. Okay, hurts the, okay. the Pelicans' okay. chance to win. The game. There we go. Yes. You entering the game. Yes, I don't. I want Garrett Temple to be alive and well. Yes, that's not what I mean. That's so. Yes, <laughs> thank you for helping me clarify that. We do not need me thinking or having anyone think that I do not want Garrett Temple. Yes, not what I mean. What I'm saying is him entering the game, does it legit, like the second it does, like, you know, when ESPN during the games, they have the probabilities, chances to win at a point in the game. Like the second the man enters the game, do the Pelicans probability chances of winning go down? Like, I need to know that only because I feel like that has become the focus. So my question of the day and have fun with this Pels fans, what? How would you suggest or what will you suggest to Willie Green on the Garrett Temple situation? <laughs> How would you suggest or what would you suggest Willie Green do in the Garrett Temple situation? Because it's either loyalty to the point of blind loyalty, right? Because like, when you're not scoring, you're not doing different things. Like, can Trey Murphy be worse? You understand what I'm saying? Um, that's a lot of what people are saying. Or, Jordan, it is an absolutely brilliant strategy by Willie. How? Huh? Because no one's tweeting and focusing about Zion. <laughs> it's a brilliant strategy. It really honestly is. Bold strategy cotton from dodgeball. That's what it could also be. What do you think? We're going to throw somebody out there that will get the ire of Pelicans Twitter and get them to focus on this so much so that no one is focusing on Zion, the foot, the works. Garrett Temple is taking it for the team. What do you think? I was going to say, what would you suggest Willie Green do with Garrett Temple's minutes? Okay, you could do it like that. That's fine. I mean, what else, I mean, what else are they going to do? I mean, you're not going to. Burn them at the stake. No, I didn't say that. But I mean, like, we could have a little fun when they're like, you know, what, what would you suggest? You know, like if I gave you Willie Green's number, what are you texting him? You know, coach, are you sending him a GIF? <laughs> I'm just, I'm curious, just curious. That's all. Aren't you curious? I mean, I wouldn't go as far as the whole Eric Bloodsoe, because at this point of the season, we were calling Eric Bloodsoe, well, yeah. Eric Bleep. Okay, well. Bledsoe was a starter. So, from that standpoint... And he did play every game. Okay. So, I'll give you that. But... I don't know. I mean, he did have 11 against Toronto a couple games ago. Still, just a lot of... A lot of twos and zeros. You know, for point total. I just... I, again, Schmidt's going to help me out here. Mark, thank you for calling the sports hangover here. Got about four minutes before I go to break. What you got, buddy? Well, I'm just, I, you know, you get you, you get people thinking there, Gus, and okay. thinking about, you know, what Garrett Temple's doing for us. And just, you know, you pull up the stats, and it's only, what, five points a game, two rebounds, 
but if you pull up the stats from last night, um, I don't think the bench helped the team at all, to be quite honest. Right. Well, that's I what mean, I'm asking. Like, I mean, what was that legitimately? <laughs> you didn't even get 30 points. You got 25 points out of the bench last night. You know? But what hurts the team, I think, unfortunately, the most is when Brandon Ingram goes 6 for 21. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what I'm oh. saying. And that's what I mean. It's like last night, I'm looking at that game and at no point. And this is just me, but at no point did I look at that game and go, the Pels lost to the Mavericks because of Garrett Temple. I'm not saying he helped no, I, or he hurt. They but, stayed in that game despite the right, first quarter. What happened in the first the quarter? Yeah, they came back so, towards I mean, the end. Yeah, 45-27 at the end of one. And that that wasn't all Garrett Temple. I mean, I'm just, no, who, <laughs> no, I mean, come on. Luka Doncic was shooting out of his mind man he went from out of his mind yes out of his mind <laughs> i mean what is what is i and i can't you know i'm driving now but you know stuck in traffic when i was looking but you know what's his normal average i mean if he, you know what's he averaging 21 26 you know i Luca? mean you added 20 points to his average and he's averaging you know, 27.5 okay so you take 22 points away and you know the pels win you know 118 to, you know, 103. You're right. I mean, but, you know, if, if, you're, if B.I. Is, is, is 0 for, you know, I mean, 6 for 21. Right. Then how are we doing on offensive boards? Are we out, out? Are we getting more offensive boards than normal? Are we helping the team in general? You know, Garrett Temple, let's face it. I mean, look, he's 35 years old. He's, you know, it maybe time for him to, to go into coaching because he's that good of, of an of, with the analytics of the game. Right. You know, the, and his relatability. Dude, give the guy a shot. All right? I'd love to see players that, that could coach. I think that's the best, some of the best coaches, maybe not, you know, head coach, but the guys that actually do all the coaching mm-hmm. are former players. Yeah, no, I hear you, Mark. And again, that's why I was bringing it up. I mean, there are some people that are saying, hey, you know what? Maybe make him an assistant if that's the case. You know, I don't know. I don't. You but know, um, put, put him on staff, but it, it, by far it's not his fault that they lose. <laughs> you know, right? I mean, it's not. I think it's more about and, maybe giving minutes to someone else to try to develop it again, whether it be Trey Murphy or others. So we'll we'll discuss that again. That's that's why Jordan right. put out the question today. Mark, uh, wrap it up, buddy, so I can go to break. Well, you only had four guys come off the bench. You had five, four more that didn't even play. So there's still yeah. something that they're trying to figure out. I mean. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Alvarado, Trey Murphy, Billy Hernan Gomez, Najee Marshall, DNPs, coaches decision. Right. I, Correct. So yeah. I mean, you know, if, they're, if they're I'm getting smoked 45-27 at the end of one, I'm trying to throw anybody out there that can play some defense, right? I mean, I right. I don't you know, know it, even pick up the guy who's yelling at you from the from behind the bench. You know, what I mean? I you know, you if do. you think you can do better, go get a uniform at halftime. Now, okay. Devontae Graham did start off on the bench. He did not start the game. Jackson Hayes did. He had 18 points in 26 minutes, six rebounds as well, five personal fouls. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate the phone call, sir. Have a good right. weekend. Yeah, have a great weekend, man. Quick break. We you come too. back. We'll Bye-bye. go back to the locker room and listen to post-game sound there. Coming up at 1230, there it is. Yeah. Mark Schlesinger, UNO head basketball coach. Will Rabbit, 1245, the Daytona 500 on Sunday. Rafael Esparza, 115. Schmidt, 201, 130. Will Rab at 205. I mean, not Will Rab. 
Jesus, Pete. <laughs> Tim Grubbs on what's going on with the baseball talks. That is coming up at 2.05. Marlin 15 as well. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. is here at Greg LeBlanc Toyota, and we're celebrating. Check out the fresh new inventory arriving daily, plus great deals now at Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Check out the all-new, redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra. Greg LeBlanc Toyota has given top dollar for your trade. We want your trade-in. Or check the inventory online Online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These super savings won't last long. Greg's got the deals. South Hollywood Road, Homa. Shop now. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet from Etel Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-size problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. <laughs> Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Uh-oh. Jordan, I didn't get to it yesterday. What? Sorry. It, um, Things aren't going well at the two biggest places in the world of basketball, Mecca and L.A. You have to say it like that, by the way. L.A. LA. Yeah. Um, did you see the reports yesterday? I mean, the buzzards are circling New York. I'm, I'm not kidding. In the last two, two days' time, more and more. Tom Thibodeau is responsible for the Lakers' season the way it's going. He and the and the players aren't going to mind you. Same man that brought them back to like relevance last year. Same team, essentially. Same guy they're booing and Randall. Same everything. It's incredible. But now it does look like, you know, his time in New York could be coming to, you know, he in the front office, at odds with what they should be doing. <laughs> same guy, same everything. And then, then you have poor, poor Anthony Davis. Poor nothing. Poor A.D. Yeah, go. he's going to have an MRI today. This is obviously a significant sprain. If it shows that he's got a second-degree ankle sprain, 
you're looking at a few weeks, and you you know obviously he gets a head start with them being off for a week here for All Star. If it's worse than that. You know, it could be something that's a couple of months, and now you're talking about maybe threatening the season. The Lakers have the third most difficult remaining schedule. This is a very difficult hand for them to be dealt. Right now, they've got one of the ten worst records in the league, and they really just didn't give themselves any wiggle room. And when you consider what LeBron said earlier this week, which is that his knee that he was just missed a few games with a couple of weeks ago is not right and was not going to be okay till the off season, you wonder how much he's going to be able to give and if he's going to be able to play the kind of load they're going to need him to have any sort of chance to make the playoffs. And when you talk about a few weeks and possibly more, if the injury is more serious, that could destroy the Lakers season. Now, as we speak, the Lakers are the ninth seed. They got a very difficult remaining schedule. So give me a sense of your outlook of the remainder of the regular season for this struggling team. Yeah, so because they don't have their draft pick, in fact, it's going to be really interesting to see if, if their pick stays in the top 10, it goes to New Orleans, or it goes to New Orleans. If it's outside the top 10, it goes to Memphis. So those teams have different rooting interests for the Lakers. But they, because they don't have control of their draft pick, they're really incentivized to just try to keep on winning. But because you've got LeBron with that knee, Here it comes. I don't know how hard it's prudent to hit the gas pedal. Oh. And the front office and, and, uh, and ownership has already sent a message that they're not really sure about investing in this team. They didn't make a deal at the deadline. So depending on how the next couple of weeks goes and what Anthony Davis's outlook is, it's going to be interesting to see how much they're willing to play LeBron James. There that is, is something that unfortunately is going to become a question, I feel, there uh, in, the, in the next few weeks. There it is. How much do they want to play LeBron? Four and a half game lead right now. The Lakers over the Pels, who are not anywhere near the play-in game right now. They're falling back. But you got time, Jordan. You got time. Um, but yes, there it is. There it is. And uh, all week, all week, all you've heard is uh, whispers. And, and, and now you have this, Jordan. Screaming. Eh? By the way, that MRI revealed mid-foot sprain. Will be out at least four weeks. Four weeks. Hopefully the Pelicans can get things together here, here, here. in four weeks. And now you have screaming A. In the case of Anthony Davis, here's why I throw him in there. I know that these are legit injuries. Um, he's fragile. Um, that makes him unreliable. And... When you know that that is your situation, the one thing that we have to pay attention to is just simply asking a question, Big Perk, because I don't know the answer Uh to this question. You and I both know what we hear. Uh But the question that you have to ask is, do you do? And that's not bringing his that's not bringing the legitimacy of his injuries in the question at all. Don't do it. But you do have to ask. Don't do it. Do you maximize everything that you bring to the table from the standpoint of you being in peak condition and ready to go? There are people in the NBA that have repeatedly looked at Anthony Davis and not just his injuries. They've asked, is he in shape? Is he ready to go? Does he understand who he's playing with and how ready he needs to be in order for these Lakers to be relevant? And on far too many occasions, that question has repeatedly been asked. I don't definitively know the answer to it. Sometimes I look at him and I question his conditioning, KP. Other times I look at him and I say, well, he's gotten bigger. And he needed to yeah. because obviously oh, he had people in the league who felt they could push oh, him man. around he looks and that just get physical with him and he'd crumble. And that was something that was some uh, that was a stigma very he was bonds, trying huh? to erase. Oh, yeah. So you might have just gotten bulky and he might not be mm-hmm. as out of shape as people have accused him of. 
But wow. it has been an accusation and an allegation that's been thrown in his direction. Wow. And because of that, combined with the way LeBron James looks, oh, 37 years of age, is. 19th year in the league. Well, he's on the LeBron averaging diet. 29 points a game when he's a career 20 point, 27 point per game scorer. I mean, the other night, he just went into his bag and took over yeah. in the fourth quarter. Couldn't say enough about it. The fact that he can't rely on Anthony Davis for whatever reason is an indictment against Anthony Davis. Legacy. He wanted a legacy. He got one. <laughs> Scapegoat. Hopefully he goes. He, he got one all right. wonder if he goes Scapegoat. to bed with his bag of chips. I'm being, on, I'm being honest. Do, I mean, like when I look at him, I, I might ask different questions. I'm not looking at him and asking he's fat. Jesus. Your body tends to break down when you all, I'd say all of a sudden, but when you get bigger and your frame doesn't support it. He's substantially larger than he was here. Like fat? No. I don't see that. Do you? No. Like his cranium and jaw looks different. I'm just saying. I don't think it's because of pasta. It might be. And pizza. You really you look at Anthony Davis and think he's he's downing pizzas? I don't. Could be going in. Was it Nabu? I'm just or, telling you. In was, the in the last 48 hours, right? Maybe even more than that since Wednesday. It, it has been a concerted effort to make the narrative nationally that the Lakers' best interest is trading Anthony Davis, and now now. Starting yesterday afternoon and yesterday morning, it's, or this morning, it's, well, you know, he doesn't commit himself. He's not doing everything he can to stay healthy. Does he know who he's playing with? Oh, yes. Yes. Well, he does now because that's what happens when you play with him. Scapegoat, the new legacy. Jimmy, got about two minutes, sir. What you got? Hey, how's it going? Doing well. Hey, man, I'm dusting off my Nick Mullins Southern Miss uh, football jersey here. I'm going to be walking around Family Girl all weekend. Can't wait. Up and down veterans at the Metairie Parades. And uh, I'm excited, man. They got baseball starting. Um, UNO's playing the Andre Dawson Classic. So if anybody wants to dust off their old uh, tops cards, meet Andre Dawson. He's, uh, he's going to be in New Orleans tonight. And, and look, I, I went to the Pelicans game last night. They were supposed to give out Pelican shirts. Mardi Gras shirts, but the order from Thailand or something was late. And now they're saying anybody who had a ticket can get it next week. So now they're going to have 5,000 Mardi Gras shirts basically at the end of Mardi Gras, I guess. Um, basically anybody can go get them. So uh, there's that. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, C.D. McCombs, he's, he's putting points up, but no, he's doing what are incredible. we, one in three? Well, he is. Yeah. Well, one in four. Uh, he's incredible. One in four he's incredible. Three. I think he's, he was a great move, and um, yeah, man. And look, Mark Schlesinger is one win away from becoming the all-time UNO, winning his coach at uh, at, in, in, at the lakefront uh, ahead of. He's Dick coming Price, on in three minutes, of... which is why I gave you such a short amount of time. What do you want to ask him? Okay, great. Give no, me let's one tell question. Him, to I ask think him. they're going to the tournament. They got the, the tournament. best. Listen, ask him. Ask him. Does UNO have the best? backcourt in the state of Louisiana College Division One, Better than LSU's backcourt. I think they might. Troy Green and Derek St. Hilaire are going to play in the pros. I'm not saying the NBA, but they are really, really good. Ask him what his take is on those guys. Okay. I will do so in three minutes. 
Sound good? Jimmy was disappointed. He wanted that Mardi Gras shirt. I would have wanted that Mardi Gras shirt if I was there. Yeah. I can't get over that. I'm sorry. The legacy thing. Poor AD. Poor AD. Poor nothing. What? There's LeBou. Did you have a chance to talk to AD at halftime? And is there anything from a message he gave you guys going back out there or anything that you shared with him that um, that you could share with us about kind of where he's at? Where is he at? Mentally. Uh, well, I don't know. We didn't talk about that. But I saw him at halftime and... I hated to see him in that fashion. Anytime you see a guy with crutches, it's not good. It's not Play that back. Play what? it back. What? Play it over again. What? Where is he at? Where is he at? <laughs> is it just me or you completely hurt your head? I'll tell you where he's at. He's bleeping hurt again. <laughs> that's it. You know that's what LeBron No, I love like he's in the back room. Oh, okay. I mean, dude, I'm telling you. Here's Keyshawn. One game he's in, cool, okay. Then he misses three games. Then one game he's in, he misses two weeks. It's like... That's the part that frustrates you. It's not his talent, okay? You can always say he's a top five player in the NBA, but you always throw in the but if he's healthy, can he stay healthy, when he's healthy. There's always those three or four things that coincide with he's a top five player in the NBA. But I guess you can't be, and you would know better than me, you can't be a top five player in the NBA because if you always in the tub, how in the hell are you gonna help the club? <laughs> you always in the tub. How My man wanted a legacy. Kerry Kittles, you're next. He knows it's pressure on him to perform like the old AD because I I thought I thought that he may be on the trading block this past oh, trading uh, no, deadline, geez. and it didn't happen. But I think moving forward, he's auditioning to, to remain a Laker, in my, in my humble opinion. Wow. Because there's the shooters show. out there for AD's talent. He doesn't necessarily seem to be so enthusiastic about being in L.A., and he's often injured. And so guys are saying, well, he's not, he's not in the lineup. So when he's out there, he has to perform like the old AD from the Pelican days. And I think that that's, that, that's the standard that's being measured for him right now moving forward. Wow. Not happy in L.A. Wait, I thought everyone was supposed to be happy in L.A. I call him after the street clothes Davis because he's always in street clothes. <laughs> My man wanted a legacy. That's all, folks. That could be. That's an all folks in L.A. <laughs> I, there it is. I love that music. Here it is. Bump, bump. One more. Love it. Mark Schlesinger, head coach of your UNO Privateers. They got Mardi Gras unis as well. We'll talk with him about the Privateer basketball program next on ESPN New Orleans. It's Mardi Gras time, and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and eighteen stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. 
El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Streaming now, Bel Air, a new Peacock original series. Where are we going? You're going to stay with your aunt and your uncle. From executive producer Will Smith and Westbrook Studios. Do you know why I'm here from Philly? Scrap on the bull court. You're nasty. You get one shot. Give this a real chance. So you can show these rich people how much you care about poor black kids from the hood. At a second chance. Why are we working so hard to save a boy who doesn't want to be safe? Because we quit to him. There's no going back. Bel Air, streaming now with new episodes every Thursday, only on Peacock. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 15-9 and nine on the season, 8-1 and one in conference play. The UNO Privateers, their head coach, Mr. Mark Schlesinger. Sir, how are you today? The G-Cat, what's happening, Ben? Doing well, man. Um, are you a big Mardi Gras guy? Uh, I actually have on a purple, green, and gold hooded sweatshirt as we speak. <laughs> nice. I love the the you know uh, Mardi Gras units. What is this? The third season, Mark? Yeah, yeah. It's they're, they're great. Our guys, our guys love them, which is you know the most important piece of it. And for me, who loves Mardi Gras and kids, my family. Everybody, it's it's such a neat thing to do. And this year, you know, we we lost our floor in the um, in the storm in the fall, and so we've 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 got a floor on loan from the Smoothie King and Dome. Thank goodness for those people for for doing that. And mm-hmm. so when we put our logo on, we went with the Mardi Gras logo just uh, just to do it. And so we've been we've kind of been in carnival carnival season all year long. Sometimes sometimes people say my coaching is carnivalish, uh, but. <laughs> The four, for sure, uh, has been this year, and you know, Carnival's been a little early and long during during the bulk of our you know twenty twenty two season thus far. So, mm-hmm. we've been in the white um, Mardi Gras quite a bit. But uh, my wife and I were just talking about parades, what we we're going to do, and hopefully get a couple parades Sunday and get back into the swing of it. Yeah, man. Because obviously, there's games in between. I know with the games that I call, I won't be here next weekend. So tomorrow's kind of my my day to go parading and stuff. So I guess it's sort of the same for you as well when you've got games on certain days. Final thing on Mardi Gras, and we'll get to your hoops team, man. That's playing excellent this season. What is a Schlesinger family staple for parades? For parades, we, we generally pack kind of the uh, of a combo of uh, Rouse's chicken. And like a quarter or a half of a king cake, okay. uh, because you know you can't do it all. And then 
you know, the kids are cats and stuff, and we'll we usually meet up with some people and, you know, and kind of, I, I tell people that aren't from down here that it's like a giant tailgate for a parade, or instead of football for a parade. Right. So, you know, but, you know, we'll do that. I, I may splurge and have a Mountain Dew or Coke, you know, but... <laughs> uh, but that's 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 basically our our main main staples, and then just watch the kids go crazy. I got uh, two. My three year old has not experienced you know parades yet. But, you know he was too young. He he went, but he obviously doesn't remember as a newborn. But mm-hmm. uh, my older two live for it. They they play Mardi Gras at home on the front porch. Nice. Uh, still still today. So uh, as a nine and eight year old, so they're they're very excited for life to be somewhat back to normal. Yeah, mine just hit five, and uh, we're looking forward to to doing it tomorrow. Going to catch it over there in Severns, so we can get you know going this way and going that way. You did two for the price of one. That's box. that's, that's a great spot. You get double the action. It, exactly for, for one seat. You. Yep, I hear you. I'm responsible for that's the backpack move. ice. Severns test. a vet move, by the way. <laughs> uh, you're showing you're showing your your savviness. That's a vet move. I'm also like that insurance commercial though as well. You know, I'm, I'm like the, I, I I also think of the parking and bathroom situation. Where do where are portalettes? Where can I get away from the traffic quickly? And all of that other stuff goes into it. But you know what? The reason I had you on, Coach, is because your basketball team this year, as we mentioned, eight one in conference play. You won nine in a row, eleven of your last twelve. For folks that haven't been, maybe been following it so closely, why have you guys been so successful, Leslie? I got really good team and really good players and a really good coaching staff and uh, they're led the players are led by two um veteran guards troy green who prepped at east st john and grew up in st rose and laplace is a fifth-year guard for us who literally is in nearly the top five in every statistical category in uno history which when you go back on our storied basketball history and start looking at some of the names that are on there it's mind-boggling um, for him, and I know very, very humbling for him. And Derek, and he's averaging, you know, in the league play, seventeen and nine, you know, nearly a double-double as a six-three guard, which is amazing. And then, you know, Derek St. Hilaire will will be the the conference player of the year in our league, which will make him an All-American as well. And he's a six-year graduate senior um, who's played phenomenal. Both these guys will graduate in the spring. Derek with his masters, Troy with his bachelors. Uh, they are the, you know, really the definition of student athletes by how hard they've worked in the classroom and what they do. And Derek's averaging, you know, just short of 25 a game and maybe the most dynamic, uh, guard six foot and under in the country. Jimmy just called a segment before, always talks about UNO athletics and specifically wanted me to ask you your thoughts on this. Do you have the best backcourt in the state? I would say yes. I would say yes. I, I think there, there's the two of them and, and the level they've played at since we've got the league play uh, has been really, really outstanding. And to be able to, if you if people were behind the scenes and see the level of work they're putting in and the preparation before the weeks, the film, uh, the extra shooting, just this morning to practice some of the things they did on the defensive end uh, in preparation for tomorrow's game. Uh, you would you would feel that way, and it, it's a credit to them. It's a credit to their families and how hard they work, and and just who they are. And and you know me as a as a guy that sometimes gets a little philosophical. Like I just am, I'm I don't want time to go fast, but I am anxious to see them in twenty years and how successful they'll be as leaders and men because of the lessons they're learning now and how good 
um, how much growth they're they're experiencing through this through this run. Speak with head coach Mark Schlesinger of the UNO men's basketball program. Five games remain tomorrow, 4 p.m. Over at the lakefront, it will take on McNeese at the end of the regular season, which is not too far away, sir. March 5th, Saturday at Nichols. That, this is where I come in, right? The media. I, I'm looking at that. I, I know you don't at all want to look at four, five games ahead, but UNO eight and one, Nichols seven and two right now in conference play. Um, what, what have been your thoughts of the Southland so far this season? I think it's been as good as it's ever been. Just, you know, the diversity of, of styles of play, how well people, uh, are playing at different times. I think the guard play is off the charts. Nearly every single team has a legitimate guard or, or, or as our guys would say, they have a dude, like a real dude that can play. And, uh, you know, you look at what Nichols has with Ty Gordon. You know, he played, you know, at the end of the December at, a, at an elite level. And then, you know, he's got getting his legs back under him and getting playing at a great level. Southeastern has Keon Corjo. Northwestern has T-Sant, Brian White. Uh, you're going to see two high-level guards roll in here tomorrow with McNeese. Uh, Miles Smith at, at Corpus Christi. R.J. Glasper at current. We're like everybody has uh, either a transfer guard from a higher level or a guy that's been there for a long time, like Troy, gotcha. who's, who's a self-made man. And it's a fun, fun league to watch, a fast league, such a fast league. Um, you know, we're one of the fastest tempo teams in the country uh, as far as style of play and tempo. Uh, and there's some others that, that are right up there with us. I remember calling that game back in November when you guys hosted Rice and, and got a sense and feel there along, along the lines of what you talk about, the tempo and really what you guys can sort of do. It's crazy to sort of see the growth of that team, but that's really – I guess one of the the beauties of being a coach, isn't it, Mark? To, to you have an idea, but then to kind of see it develop throughout the season. Did you expect this kind of growth from this team? Did you think that this could be a team that maybe is going to be pushing for a spot to win the tournament and get into, you know, the big tournament? Yeah, we did. We 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 expected this from the beginning, and okay. and we talked about it. But then the our student athletes talked about it, and so that's the you have to have an equal buy, and the coaches got to believe it, but the the student athletes got to believe it too, and you know that was a that was a game that was a big step for us because we knew uh, that was a game that today we close out pretty easily, um, but we had to go through that that growth of giving one away. Uh, I thought we gave that game away, and against Rice and, and going through that process and figuring out how to win. It sounds cliche and it sounds coach speak, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of reality to that that you have to kind of go through some of those bumps and bruises to figure out how to win and close out games. So coach, you're on top of the standings. Now you have five games left, but three of those five are on the road. You're three and six on the road, 10 and two at home. Can you give me your reason for that? Is that something you've addressed with the team knowing that if you want to get the regular season title here, you're going to have to win some games on the road. Yeah, they, yeah, they know that. I mean, it's 10 and two at home is we, we play in one of the best basketball venues in the state and in the south it's a fantastic place to play it's a great advantage we got incredible a core group of incredible fans that come and and bring great energy every night and help give us an advantage um that's one of the reasons why we're so good at home and the road is always you know it's always difficult to win road games but Mm -hmm. figuring out how to do that in our league is 
is a is a double whammy. And so knowing that we've got to go to Hammond, which is a very, very difficult place to play, go to Natchitoches and pray at the Coliseum, which is another place to play, and then close it out at uh, Stouffer in, in Thibodeau, that's a rough that's a rough run. Um, but I know our guys are, are anxious for the challenge, and we're excited about that challenge. And uh, we're going to, you know, we, we you always make adjustments, and you always get gameplay, and you always got pieces that you're adding to in preparation. And so we've been working on that, in the, especially in this bye week. All right, Coach, you won nine, dropped a game over at UIW, then have won the last two tomorrow. McNeese at 4 o'clock in 60 seconds. The key tomorrow to making it three in a row. we gotta, we got to – Keep them off the offensive glass. They're the top in the league in offensive rebounding. They're top ten nationally in that statistic. We've got to keep them off the offensive glass, and we've got to be able to get out in transition, which we've been very, very good at, and get some easy baskets in transition, get out and run, push the ball, and be able to create some, some scoring opportunities for us in transition and continue to get to the foul line. We're one of the, we lead the country in, in free throws attempted per game. Uh, we've got to continue to do that. we got to continue to – to be able to get to the line to score. Give Coach a follow over on Twitter at Coach Sless. And then if you want to follow the program at UNO Privateers as well. Coach, I'll say this as we let you go. I think you'd be a great dude to hang out with during a parade ride. What do you think, Jordan? I think it'd be fun, don't you? No, absolutely. And there you go. I think I'm pretty sure he has yeah. an oyster named after him. You have an oyster named after you. I do. Come by Katie's anytime. <laughs> Katie's in Mid City. <laughs> Celebrity Chef Scott Craig, the best mm-hmm. chef in the city of New Orleans. So we've we he and I have concocted a pretty good oyster dish. If, if somebody's looking looking for an oyster fix, uh, I love that. Uh, I'm always about oysters for sure. And I tell you what, let's uh, if uh, at the end of the season, how about I meet you on a Sunday morning? Let's do it. Exactly. Say say the day we're in. That is the place for sure. Mark Schlesinger at Coach Sless on Twitter. At UNO Privateers on Twitter as well. And of course, you can always go to the athletic website UNOPrivateers.com. Good luck tomorrow afternoon, sir. Thank you, sir. Yep, for sure. Always a pleasure. Quick break. We come back. Will Rab will join us. I love this music. Daytona 500 on Sunday. Let's chat about that next on ESPN New Though the football season has come to an end, Caesars Sportsbook is still bringing the profits to the people. Boosts, bonuses, daily promos, and now a brand new offer for new users. So if you don't have Caesars Sportsbook yet, well, check this out. Download the app and register with Radio Eat. That's one word, and when you wager $50 or more total, you'll get a $250 Uber Eats gift card. Yep, just wager $50 total, as in, you can spread it out over multiple bets if you like, and $250 for Uber Eats is all yours. And with Caesars Rewards, every bet you place, win or lose, brings you closer to redeeming amazing benefits, tickets, free stays, experiences, and more. Louisiana only must be 21, permit pending in Horseshoe, Bossier City, not available in prohibited parishes, new customers with eligible promo code only, real money wagers only that have minimum odds of minus 200, $250 gift card redemption code, and steps to redeem gift card will be sent via email within 72 hours. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. 
Caesar Sportsbook. Your app is ready, Louisiana. Download it. It's the President's Day sales event at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram, truck, or van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. At Thibodeau Regional, we're proud to announce we've received Health Grades 2017 Outstanding Patient Experience and Patient Safety Excellence Awards. What's more, we're the only hospital in Louisiana to achieve both awards four years in a row. Why should this matter? Because it confirms two things. Our commitment to quality and your satisfaction. Both very important when it comes to your family's health care. Thibodeau Regional, once again recognized by Health Grades for providing outstanding quality care. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. He's now backed up to McDowell. Half a car length to the leader, Logano. He's got to go to the bottom. Oh! And he can't get there, and he wrecks Logano. Logano blocks. Logano moved down block. I, I hate to say it. He was under him and got a pretty big block right there. You knew it was going to be aggressive, and unfortunately, cost him. Perhaps that is a sign of things to come, Jordan Kleber. The final laps at Daytona could always end in a big old crash. Will Rav has been doing it for the last couple of seasons with us. We love to talk a little NASCAR. At Rav Will's way to follow on Twitter. Sir, how are you this afternoon? I'm I'm good, Gus. I'm excited uh, for Daytona. Of course, I would also be remiss, though, if I didn't start with today being the 21st anniversary of the passing on the mm-hmm. lap of Dale Earnhardt Sr., and I think it kind of brings NASCAR full circle. They started the safety initiative after uh, Earnhardt Sr. passed away, and this is coming up on Sunday, going to be the first points race with the newest, latest, greatest edition of the uh, Cup Series car, the next-gen car. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they always start with in, in any new car design in NASCAR is, okay, how do we make it safer than the last one? Right. And that's all because of Dale Earnhardt Sr. You're right. Uh, from the head devices, what the Hans device writes to the, mm-hmm. the cushioned walls, so many different things. And obviously, you know, for people that maybe are listening, like, dude, seriously, get back to football or basketball when NASCAR, a lot of those innovations, though, will go into a lot of the other areas and barriers and things of that nature that you see on the road that I, I read up on, which is kind of surprising, you know, um, crumple zones on that. And, and now you always see on interstates now, whether it's wire meshes, I mean, it's almost like a racetrack, really, when you think about it, mm-hmm. on those things. But yeah, I, I, I was looking at the duel yesterday. I was texting you doing it, um, during yeah. it, and I love the new gen, uh, the next gen cars because they're more and more like what the street car sort of looks like. Even though I know it's stickers, but the form, but a Mustang looks like a Mustang. The Camaro looks like a Camaro. I, I love the look. What do you think of the look of the next gen car? I like the look. Uh, I mean, it, it, it it's not something that's going to keep me from watching. I'm still getting kind of used to that the numbers scooted up instead of being right on the door. But of all the things to worry about, that's not going to keep me from watching a race. <laughs> right. And that was a big thing with NASCAR was we have to get more relevant 
technology into the Cup Series to entice the manufacturers to be involved so we can get more than uh, Ford, Chevy, and Toyota. We can get Dodge back interested. Yeah. What if we get Volkswagen or Audi or any of these other uh, car manufacturers who sell cars to the public? Most of the race fans probably don't drive a Ford, Chevy, or Toyota to the racetrack. They probably drive something else and they can see that street car on the track. So that was a big initiative with mm. the next-gen car. And also updating some of the, the, the technical nuts and bolts because, yeah. I mean, they're using technology from the 1960s in the Cup Series as late as last year, and it's just not relevant to wow. the street car, to the manufacturer. And you talk about those safety things that you see in a car now on the street with crush zones and, and, and other things and, you know, down the line, NASCAR is going to get into to hybrid technology. All that stuff developed in motorsport that ends up in your streetcar. So that's why it's important. Joey Logano at the end of that wreck uh, said that he at least felt fine after that. And I didn't notice on social media that um, they did go all kinds of officials went and looked at the wreck car and, and, and to see how it actually happened. Because that's one of those wrecks that you mentioned, Dale Sr. I mean, head on, you know, just boom, right in the front and the in, in in the view car cameras and all that you you can see his head really didn't sort of move and it was all of those things so I, I'm interested to look at that but I opened this segment by playing that because that is a preview that that's the Daytona 500 isn't it we get excited about the start there's the flyover they go the Thunderbirds this is great and then it's three hours but we know come back at two hours and fifty minutes because the final twenty ten five laps will. That's where everybody really gets going. In the middle of the meat of potatoes, that's don't wreck, stay around. And once it starts getting to the final laps, all heck breaks loose. Look, nobody wanted to completely trash one of these new cars, just like everything else in life. The supply chain means these teams don't have a big fleet of cars. They might have, Hendrick might have six for the whole four teams that they, that they put out. Wow. Um, maybe eight. They, they might have a, a primary and a backup, and usually you would go to Daytona. I'm not kidding. You would have a dozen cars if you were a four-car operation just in case something happened at Speed Week. Mm-hmm. But nobody wanted to tear up a car at the Coliseum. Nobody wanted to tear up a car in the duels. And so you saw a lot of riding around. But what you saw in that last lap of the second one when Joey Logano threw that block, that's what you're going to see the last, 10, 20 laps of the yeah. Daytona 500 yeah. when everybody gets up on the wheel. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to tear up these cars because they have a quick turnaround to get back out to Fontana, California uh, the week after the 500. But it's the Daytona 500. So if you got to risk uh, tearing up a car to win the Great American Race, you're darn well going to do it. The car owner's just going to have to figure out how to get you one uh, for the next week. All right, Kyle Larson was your champ last year. Going into this season, I see one of the headlines is what? What are they calling it? Gen Z now? The, 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 these millennials and Gen Z. Is it getting uh-huh. even younger now? I, I was just starting to get accustomed to some of these younger names since you know, obviously, you know, Smoke and all these other guys that retired over the last couple of years. Names that people that don't follow NASCAR know. And, and now I'm yeah. being told an even younger gen is coming in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, by this point, you know, Kyle Larson's a veteran. Chase Elliott's a veteran. Uh, but with this new car, you've seen some teams say, hey, if we're going to have to completely scrap everything we know, 
because mm-hmm. none of the old notes that they've had align with this car. It's completely new from top to bottom. Let's so just go ahead and get us a rookie, and they can go ahead and learn the car, and we'll have the learning curve together. It's kind of like drafting a rookie quarterback and hiring a new coach. So the Wood Brothers have Harrison uh, Burton. Uh, Colleague Racing has gone out, and they've put Justin Haley from the Xfinity Series full-time uh, in a car. And, and you're going to see uh, some things uh, happen there. I personally like the blend you know, that they have at 2311. You have Bubba, who has a, a little bit of experience, but fairly new young driver. And then you have the veteran in, in Kurt Busch, and they can mesh things together mm-hmm. and compare. And they can also go talk to the boss, Denny Hamlin, who drives for Joe Gibbs. Uh, I, I still think with this new car, Hendrick, Gibbs, Penske are going to be the guys in the hunt week in and week out for the mm-hmm. wins and the championship. But it levels the playing field. And so Roush uh, Fenway, who brought in Brad Keselowski now as a co-owner, and, and Richard Childress Racing, uh, even Trackhouse, which is the former uh, Chip Ganassi Racing, and, and now that, uh, that's the team that Pitbull uh, co-owns. Uh, those teams have a better chance to go out and perform because this car levels the playing field so, so much mm. with, with what they've done. Everybody gets the same parts, the same pieces. They put the car together. Basically, you pop out the instructions, uh, like NASCAR said, and the cars are all the same. Now, of you know, again, the big teams are going to figure it out 75% of the time. The interesting thing is what happens at other 25% and how that might shake up the championship hmm. depending on when people win those races. Denny Hamlin, the favorite in Vegas, 9-1 to odds. All the way at the bottom is Cody Ware, 1,000-1, to and now we can do mobile betting. Well, so do, do, do I go with the favorite? Do I go with, you know, the thousand to one? I put a buck, I get a thousand, Jordan. You know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, there's three of them. Villanueva, McLeod, and Ware are the ones that are a thousand to one of those three. Who am I putting a buck on? Uh, you flip a coin. <laughs> all right, much. flip they a coin. A, Jacques, I'll tell you that Jacques Villeneuve, uh, did win a Formula One championship and he is the Indy 500 okay. uh, champ as yep. well. Um, he's probably, and they, unfortunately they had some mechanical problems in their qualifier last night, but I mean, he is at least a champ. So there you go with your thousand to one bet. There you go. Who is your favorite, sir? We got about 60 seconds. One of the Hendrick teams. They had speed in the single car runs. I know, you know, the, the Roush cars won the duels, but I, I think one of the Hendrick guys, uh, one of those four, uh, Byron, Larson, Elliott, Bowman, one mm-hmm. of those guys uh, gets the win on Sunday. If you got speed, that's where I like to be. Will Rab at Rab Will, the way to follow on Twitter. Um, thank you for your time. Jordan, wish him luck. Turn left. No, not turn left. Wish him luck. Good luck. You know why? Because baby Rab's on the way, baby, oh. in a matter of days. Like right around the corner. You may not even be watching the Daytona 500, sir. It's right around the corner. At any moment, it could happen. You never know. It could happen in the middle of our next interview. Yeah, you're right. Hey, look, man. Good luck. Hopefully everything goes according to plan. I know it will. You're going to be a great dad, and your wife's going to be a great mom. So happy for you guys, man. Can't wait to see the baby pictures. Thanks, Gus. Talk to you soon. For sure, man. Mr. Will Rab. Uh, Jordan. Sports Hangover Hour 1's in the books. Hour 2 next on ESPN New Orleans.
Your Wendy's wake-up call. Start your day with a better breakfast and get a free drink with any of our morning-making breakfast sandwiches. That's your favorite drink in a Wendy's cup, free. Fresh brewed coffee, free. Diet Coke, free. 